Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. It's, uh, it's slightly cold for like maybe three hours in LA, so I guess that's our fall. I guess that's all we're getting this year. Uh, so that was enjoyable. Fair enough. Yeah, the weather, it got a little warmer uh, after getting pretty damn cold, so it's like fluctuating a lot and it's a pain in the ass. But besides the weather, anything else going on? Uh, last week, uh, before Halloween, I went to see, uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas with a live orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, nice. And it was the 25th anniversary, so they had all of the singers come out and sing live with the orchestra at the parts. And then, uh, yeah, so it was like Danny Elkin, Catherine O'Hara, Ken Page, who's Oogie Boogie, and then they brought out Paul Rubens for the Lock, Sock, and Barrel, uh, song. And then at the very end of the show, they had, like, a minor... Uh, Oingo Boingo reunion because Danny Elfman was uh, in Oingo Boingo. Oh shit! So they brought out the guitarist of that band, and then the bassist from No Doubt <laughs> played a uh, Dead Man's Party, and the lady in front of me was losing her goddamn mind. <laughs> she was screaming. It's like I've never imagined there was this big of an Oingo Boingo fan <laughs> in 2018. But yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, it was a great uh great experience. They do it every year, but this year was the anniversary, so they had the cast, and it was fucking awesome. Wow, that sounds really amazing. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, trying yeah, to think, yeah. yeah, just trying to think more. Working on the house, nothing special. <laughs> I feel like Mark can relate with me there. Oh God, Mark's been in three houses, I think, in like four or five years. Like that boy hops around, and I I do not envy him. Yeah, um, big news in my world is we just made some Chinese food, like homemade Chinese food, and it was fucking delicious. Um, Nice. But yeah, so I'm stuffed, I'm about to fall asleep, but let's record a (laughs) podcast. This is a video game podcast, and surprisingly- I took a nap today. Oh, lucky bastard. Uh, This is (laughs) a really, pretty big month for video games in this year. I mean, this year is pretty ridiculous, but there's all sorts of games coming out this month. But, um, well, it's, it's before the holiday rush, so it's, it's all coming out now. Yeah, that makes sense. And so they can have their names tossed in the Game of the Year conversation. But I'm not sure oh, if yeah. any of these games really catch my eye particularly, but uh, we'll get to that. But let's talk about what we've been playing lately. How about you? Um, let's see. I started going back to Death Cells a bit. Uh, I had to uninstall Enter the Gungeon. I think I said this last time because it just I had almost 300 hours in there and then... Plus Rogue Legacy and Bonnie Isaac and all the other roguelikes I have. Uh, it was just too much. So now when I have a roguelike, uh, so like with Dead Cells, once I beat it, I'm uninstalling it. I'm just I'm just cutting them loose because I put too much time in those goddamn things. Um, so I'm playing that again. I got to the like Hand of the King, which is where the early access game ended after you beat him. So I've gotten up to him a few times now consistently, but I still am having trouble beating him because he's... He's a monster. Um, so that's my next game to beat. Nice. Uh, what else? Oh, I went to, or went to, uh, well, I went back to uh, Battleship Brigade and finished that up. So right when I stopped, you play as like the main character for a bunch of chapters, and then their story ends, and you play as a different character for a few more chapters. And I was under the impression this would happen with like, uh, arguably the three main characters, maybe four main characters. And I was like, ooh, it's going to be a big game. But um, the second character's story is re- like much shorter than the first. And then there's like one big battle at the end with the main character. And then that's it. So it actually wasn't as long as I thought it was. Okay. 
Um, which is good because like uh, I'm conflicted. I love the game. It's a really cool idea of going out, hunting your food, gathering all the ingredients, then cooking it, and then having to go back and you have to make certain dishes for certain people. You have to use the exact ingredient they asked for, like Iron Chef style. And it's also uh, a match three, like four by four grid or five by five grid um, style game when you're cooking. And then there's different equipment you can use to like get rid of poison and bones or repair gems that are breaking and, you know, little different things for the cooking itself. Yeah. And it's just like really cool and really innovative and just really well done. And then the art's beautiful. The voice acting's great. The music's like everything about it is wonderful. It is incredibly well done and easily contender for game of the year, at least for me. Oh, wow. But like, it's so fucking stressful. Because it's yeah. like all the cooking challenges are timed. So you have like eight minutes to cook two dishes and you have to get like level three gems of like certain elements for certain people's taste and flavors. And it's like eight minutes. It's like, cool, I can do four missions per or four minutes per dish. You spend like two minutes running out to get ingredients. You come back, use them all, combine as much as you can. There's three minutes gone and you have two, three level or two or three level three gems. And it's just like, I need 10 more and I don't have the time to run out and get more ingredients. It's just, it's very stressful. Yeah. And it really simulates the iron chef sort of mentality of like being in a kitchen and like being rushed and just like, ah, fuck, this isn't good enough. Just fill up the grid with as many items as I can and just th- throw it out to the sh- uh, the contestant, like, or the judge. Cause like, I don't have time and um, you can still cook after the time limit, I think, or no, you can't, uh, you get, penalized if you uh don't finish in time but i think you maybe get like 30 more seconds after something it's not worth it like you really want to get it before the time limit does gordon so, ramsay show up and start screaming at you oh god it's he doesn't but it's characters that like are like just like i'm disappointed in you and the characters are so good <laughs> it's like oh no so like it's worse and uh, it's it's an amazing game but i can't i can't take the stress of like time stuff like i hate time missions as it is in games yeah so, like, the fact that this whole game is basically a timed mission is real tough. But it's it's absolutely wonderful, and I highly recommend it to anyone interested in any type of, like, 2D, like, side-scrolling fighting game or puzzle match three game or anything like that. It's very good. And I believe, uh, we talked about it before, but uh, Limited Run Games, uh, I think they yeah. just announced they're doing a physical copy of it for the Switch. Oh, nice. So it would be a fantastic game for the Switch. It would be very good mobile. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, sounds like my hands would sweat more than they usually do playing that. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and what else? Oh, and we can kind of cover this with uh, show topics and really get into it. But I played a little game called Delta Rune. Oh, I, I've heard of this, yes. It was just announced on uh, Twitter through the Undertale Twitter. And they're just like, hey, check back in here in 24 hours on Halloween. And then on Halloween, they're releasing a few, like, cryptic tweets. Like, it just really didn't seem to make much sense, like, uh, from what they were saying. And at the end of it, they just uh, had a link to deltarune.com. And if you rearrange the letters, it spells Undertale. So, it's... Ah. Yeah, it's... From what the creator, Toby Fox, is saying, it's it's not a sequel or a prequel or anything. It's kind of an alternate reality. Or, like, different universe or something. Or different timeline, maybe. So, because there's a few characters that are from Undertale, but they don't have the same 
relationships in the game with other characters or you as they did in Undertale. Interesting. So it's kind of like, it's really crazy. And it's about three hours long or so, and it's free. So just go to uh, deltarune.com and you can download it. Um, highly recommend it for anyone who even slightly enjoyed Undertale. Because, you know, it's free. And it really... I don't want to say much more than that. Like, okay. it's, it's something you want to go in with as minimal spoilers as you can. That makes sense. But no, that's yeah. really cool and interesting how they're uh, releasing something new. Yeah, he said don't uh, don't hold your breath for like more stuff about it. Considering like Undertale took him like six years because he almost did everything by himself. Yeah. And he's saying like this one might take like seven years maximum. It's like he's already been working on this for a few years, but it's not done completely. It's not a fully finished game. So like keep, just keep an eye on it. Keep it on the way back burner. Like don't don't be, you know, refreshing your internet every day hoping for uh, news about it <laughs> right but, yeah he, he's up to stuff he's got a f- he said he's working on a few multiple projects so this w- isn't the only thing he's working on so at least that'll be interesting oh totally yeah that's about it for me i think okay um as for me i've been thinking like i want to revisit some games that i was enjoying earlier so i did get back to everybody's golf um I didn't play too long, but I I do enjoy that game thoroughly. I don't know. Especially, there's certain modes where uh, it's called tornado mode, where the holes have, like, these uh, cyclones sucking down into them. So, like, you could hit a ball from, like, so far away, and if you're if it lands anywhere relatively close to the hole, it'll kind of just get sucked in for you. So, it, like, makes it possible to have, like, epic hole-in-ones or, like, birdies and stuff. Um, but that also works against you if you're in like a competitive match because then somebody else can sink like something really far away and just like make it impossible. But yeah. I do, I, I don't know, golf in general is fun, but when it's more exaggerated and cartoonish and I almost want to say like anime-ish because it's just like <laughs> really deep in the Japanese culture, I, I feel like they're probably still playing that game every single day. Um, but I, oh, yeah. I, it was fun to revisit and it seems like the, the online community, there was an update and stuff. I didn't really notice anything in particular, but it seems like they're continuing to update it. And I, I recommend checking that out if you never did get a chance to, and you're a golf fan. I, the name is vaguely floating around my head, but I think there's like an anime or manga called, uh, like robot and laser beam. And okay. it's about golf. Oh, nice. Like, it's like a sports anime about golf, and it's just like the, some of the most misleading names I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but I guess it's like Laser Beam, like his shot is a Laser Beam or something. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, if you want like, cr- there's a lot of crazy golf games, but if you want a really weird one, um, it's called Ribbit King, or Frolf, I think, in Japanese. <laughs> Frolf? Frolf. It's frog golf. So instead of balls, you're hitting like, frogs and just launching them as far as you can and then like they'll hop a bit more and go into like different traps and stuff and bonuses um it's for the gamecube so however you play your gamecube games wink 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 oh jeez. Um, you can uh try that one out it's like a hundred bucks on amazon so it's one of those like uh they it they just released a few copies thinking like oh here's a you know cool little game and then it became this huge like cult classic sort of thing so like uh, Street Fighter vs. Capcom 2 is like I think $200 now. What? Wow. Yeah. So it's one of those like there just aren't any more copies. So the ones that are floating out there are getting more and more expensive. 
That makes sense. Uh, another yeah. golf game that I've yet to play, but I've heard good things, is called 100 Foot Robot Golf. And oh, I yeah. think it's on PlayStation and Steam, so you can look into that. But the reason I even knew about it is because the McElroy brothers voice like narrators or something, or like uh, commentators. commentator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I It seems right up my alley, so I, I'd be interested in trying that one out. I really enjoy the art style of the characters you can play from, because you can you know, pick what type of person you play as, and I think they have a you know particular style or a superpowered uh, golf shot or whatever. Um, and the art style is really good. I, I don't really know how to describe it. Just very anime, I guess. Yes. Um, it reminds me like of the old Voltron or like Magus XLR. If you remember that show from Cartoon Network. Okay. Um, there's even one character is, uh, one of the giant robots is like a Voltron esque robot made up of like smaller robots. And instead of lions, they're all power or they're all controlled by corgis. Oh, so what? <laughs> they're leaning into the, you know, the internet's favorite tropes and memes uh, pretty hard with that game. But eh, if, if it works, it works. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, but yeah, giant mechs and golf, I'm, I'm super into that. So that might be one I get in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've been going back into Rocket League. The Halloween event's about to end in a day, <laughs> so like that's long gone by the time you're listening, listener. Um, you but like a lot of weird sports games. I know not traditional I, sports. I don't really understand my taste, but it's <laughs> uh, evolving. But no, I, I do have a few more things I would like to get. There's like a a list of items that if you collect enough candy corn, you can unlock them. Uh, one of them being like a I don't know what it was called, but like a jack-o'-lantern. It's basically, yeah, a pumpkin with a face on it. And mm-hmm. it acts as uh, an unlockable crate that gives you like a free item without having to pay for a key, which is the whole gotcha with Rocket League. It's like you get all these crates for free, but if you want to open them, you have to pay for keys. This is a <sighs> that, way that you don't that have to pay for a key. <laughs> so I'd rather I'd rather it's like overall, you just get the thing and it's like you have to pay for the crates. It's like fine, whatever. The fact yeah. that you have all of them but can't open them, that annoys me more. Oh, I have like 20 or 30 crates, and it's just like, I'll use them to trade, but nobody, I feel like it comes in waves when people are like, yeah, let's trade. It's like nowadays, nobody's interested in trading anymore. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But, so yeah, trying to earn a few more candy corns uh, before the event ends. I, there's this one trail that's like all these like spooky little like faces that I'd want to tr- try to get maybe. And then this other universal skin that, is basically looks like a spider web, so it makes me think like, oh, if I ever want to try to deck out my car, make it look all Spider-Man theme, I might want something like that. So, uh, still playing that. Uh, I had a crazy match the other day where it was uh, right off the bat, one of my teammates leaves, so it's 3v2, we're at a disadvantage, these guys score like two on us, and they're like, oh, just forfeit already, being like total dicks, and like very much just like aggressively being assholes about it. We end up coming back. It's like punch for punch, like down to the wire. It ends up being tie game 5-5. Like these kids must be sweating themselves because like they're <laughs> all on the same tag and like team and everything. And it's, uh, yeah, like I said, we're down a player. We're holding our own. Get in the overtime there's this one shot i have that was like nearly sealed the deal but then shortly thereafter my teammate put it in and it was just so glorious because the entire time they were just talking shit and i'm like man you guys really suck (laughs) so that was cool it's nothing says overcompensating more than just shit talking like i've done it for fun every now and then but like 
when you just don't let up, when that's like your pride and joy is that single game you're playing right there, like, go outside. Just yeah. fucking, just do something else, man. Yeah, so it was uh, annoying that they were such assholes and just toxic gamers, but it was great yeah. uh, defeating them, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't played too many games. Oh, uh, another little update in the uh, Hole.io game. There's all sorts of skins you can unlock there. A few of which I've always thought to myself, I'm like, man, those are like really hard challenges. I don't know if I'll ever unlock them. I just got a bunch of them. Uh, one of which is like, oh, you have to eat 15 police officers, which when you're going around the map, you're not really keeping track of how many you get. So that just happened luckily. Um, there's this other one called Zoo Escape where all these different animals, each map are released into the world. So like sometimes you'll like swallow a giraffe or an elephant or I don't know, a spider is even one of them. And you have to collect all of them. And I'm like one away and I got a wolf recently and I'm like thinking, was that it? And apparently it wasn't. So I, I'm looking forward to getting that. And then one, the hardest one was uh, score 2000 points in regular mode, which is just like online match. You're up against like six or seven other people, get as many points as you can. And I don't know, even on a really good match, I'd probably cap out at like 1500. I'm like, man, getting an extra 500. It's a time thing. You only have two minutes. I was like, there's no way. And I ended up getting a 2021 match. And so that was cool. And that unlocked this epic skin where like it's like kind of rainbow like void in this the hole that you're creating that's growing so it just looks really awesome and i'm like i'm still really enjoying that game i should just pay the game to like remove ads so i don't have to deal with that shit and i definitely would get my money's worth out of it but i don't know it's definitely fun it makes me think i should just play donut county because i haven't yet <laughs> it's I watched the Let's Play of I talked about it before. It seems like a great game. It seems really fun and charming, but it's like two hours, maybe three at most. So like, f- just going with going to that game with that in mind. Like, yeah, you're paying for it. Don't be. Don't pay like thirty bucks for it. That's fair. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. But there is a lot in the news as far as this month and stuff. Um. Let me just kind of run down a few of the games that are coming out this month that have my eye. I'm not necessarily going to get them, but I saw there's Overkill's The Walking Dead. I don't know. It's just, uh, apparently it was announced all the way back in 2014, and it's just like a first person shooter, uh, by the creators of Payday the Heist and Payday 2. So anyone looking forward to that? Maybe. Well, all right. Payday 1 and 2 were fun, and. The guy that developed it, or maybe the studio developed it, knew what they were doing, but then they sold out the company. Um, like quite literally, the guy uh, sold his shares or ownership of it. Um, and then after that, all the guns came with um, buffs in the skins. So it quite literally became pay to win. Okay, and shit. That yeah, sucks. Because the guy always said he would never make that game do that. He would always be against that. And once he sold his stuff, that's the first thing they did with the <laughs> new owners. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it's kind of weird because you're technically all on the same team. So you're not competing against each other, but sometimes you are. Like, you know, you want to get the most money or you want to break the, you know, hack the most uh, security cameras or locks or whatever. So, like, it's, it's always bullshit when you can just buy skills instead of being good at it yourself. Um, so if it's that studio, I'm more hesitant than I was maybe like four years ago. Yeah. And also if it's not Telltale, 
fucking Walking Dead yeah, sucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm all, like, what? all their games are bad. Yeah. Um, so. A few others that stand out for this month, Hitman 2, Darksiders 3, Battlefield 5, a lot of numbers here. Wait, oh, Hitman 2, and like, the re- god damn it, it's these names again. Yep. It's, it's the same name, and it, but it's like, uh, okay. It's the year uh, 2018 Hitman 2. <laughs> yeah, not, not 2008 Hitman 2, okay. Um, Darksiders 3, oh, they announced, did they announce that? Oh yeah, uh, November 27th. Okay, cool. Yeah, and Battlefield 5, I mean, I'm not, I did enjoy, what, Battlefield 3, so it's been a little while since I've played a Battlefield game. Mm-hmm. Never a big shooter guy, so. Yeah, That's me neither. Oh, this one I'm actually definitely going to buy, probably not day one, but shortly thereafter, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, PS4 and Xbox One, interesting, didn't think that would see Xbox, but money, money, I money. Mean, yeah, more money, why, why deny it? Yeah. Um, Especially now with um, got so many games that were like exclusively to one console maybe 10 years ago are now on a bunch now like Crash Bandicoot and stuff. So I guess there's no real no real reason to stick to only one. Yeah, and god damn it, if it doesn't look better than the originals, it's straight up like uh, all three Spyro games, or uh, there's more than three, but Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Year of the Dragon. And Classics. Uh, it features modern graphics, a reimagined soundtrack, smoother camera control, and re-recorded <laughs> voice lines from uh, Tom Kenny, who voiced Spyro. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know Spyro in the first few. I didn't um, either, and it's just cool that he well, re-recorded him. Wait, is he? Because I know Carlos Alhazrahi. Um, he's a Rocco and Rocker's Modern Life. He was the Taco Bell dog in the Taco Bell commercials for a while. Um. He was the guy with the mustache in Reno nine one one. Yeah, um, he was Spyro for at least some of the games. Uh, I didn't know Tom Kenny was though. I'm wondering if Tom Kenny was for Year of the Dragon, and then since they had him as like the last Spyro rendition, they were like, let's have him do all the earlier ones. I'm not sure. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, Kenny is best known for the voice of Spyro the Dragon. No, that's not true. Uh, or in video games, <laughs> he's best known for Spyro. Um, having placed the pre- uh, replaced the previous voice actor, Carlos Al- Alhazrahi. Okay. okay. That makes sense. So I guess Carlos was like maybe the first game, and then Tom Kenny after that, and then Jess Arnell replaced him after. Goddamn, Spyro's been played by some goddamn legends in the voice actor. Yeah, wow, that's wild. And then uh, I know at least one of the games, Sparks the Dragonfly, who's like your kind of like Navi assistant and uh, also your health bar. He changes colors when you get hit. Yeah. Um. In one of the games, he's voiced by David Spade. No shit. <laughs> so that's a weird one. Oh man, that makes my day. I actually saw Tom Kenny's band play at a bar, like probably like a month ago. Oh yeah, you said. Like, oh, that's so that cool. One. Yeah, it was great. He's got so much more energy than I do. <laughs> Me and my buddies were like, like at like ten o'clock, we're like, oh man, I can't wait to go home, and he's up there like dancing around, singing. I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. That's uh, his I, whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I do like this uh, trilogy, though, how it's not... It's not just updated graphics. Like like you said, it's a reimagining of uh, the music and the characters. Like, a lot of the dragons now have... We've talked about before, the kangaroo. I forget her name, but um, she looks different. Some people have a problem with it. Eh. Yeah. Um, oh, God, no. The ch- the cheetah. Uh, was it Chester or something? Chester Whatever. cheetah? Hunter. No, <laughs> Hunter. That was it. Um... He's got, like, a helmet and, like, elbow and knee pads and, like, pants now, which make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Because he's like the skateboarding one that teaches how to skateboard in the second or third games. Uh, Alright, you know what? I was happy with all these reimagining of the creatures, like the dragons. Because it gives them more personality than just like blue dragon and red dragon. But like, seeing Spyro's friends in the year of the dragon, it they all feel weird. Uh, except yeah. for Penguin. Penguin still seems pretty basic. <laughs> but like, the monkey, the yeti, the cheetah, the kangaroo, they all just feel like t- too much detail? I don't know. It feels odd. Um, speaking of odd, Fallout 76, no, I'm kidding, I don't have any interest in that. I'm sure some people are gonna buy that, but that's this month. And lastly, that I care about is, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, they announced that, like, months ago, back in, like, a Nintendo Direct or maybe E3. But you can finally get it, November 16th. Cool. That is one I have no interest in, because... Pokemon's all the same every year. Yeah, or, or like uh, Kenny told us, we can trade in our Nintendo Switches to get the skinned ones. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm probably, I might try and get uh, the Smash Brothers like Switch console for uh, Black Friday, but that just because it comes with a copy of the game as well. Like, oh. I don't really care about the design on it. Dude, you mentioning Smash Brothers, I gotta give a shout out to Matt Owen of Super Gamecast 64. He posted this video of I think it's just Smash single player, and I'm like, holy shit, it looks fun as fuck. You go around, like, uh, unlocking the different Smash characters. It's just, like, a whole thing. It looks really yeah. cool. They announced that in their recent um, Nintendo Direct. It's the final Nintendo Direct about Smash, because it's coming out December 5th or so. Yeah. And, yeah, they're just revealing everything in this one. They revealed three new characters with Ken from Street Fighter, who's going to be an Echo Fighter Ryu. No surprise. Yep. Um, Incineroar, who is the final form of the fire cat from Pokemon Sun and Moon. And he's also, like, a big wrestler. So he, that's cool that it's Pokemon. And it's it's not just Mewtwo variations <laughs> of, like, psychic fighters. Like, he's a wrestler. He'll, you know, pile drive. He'll clothesline people. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting fighter. Because I don't know if there is, like, a really grapply having heavy one except for maybe Donkey Kong. So that's going to be an interesting character. Um and then a new one who is kind of their controversial. Uh maybe um foray into like the DLC. So they announced that there's already going to be DLC and it's going to be like 5.99 per bundle. And I say bundle because it's a character, uh stage and music. So it's not just a single character, it's a little more than that. Yeah. Um which is nice. Um, and then you can get a whole package for like, I think it's twenty four ninety nine. So you maybe save like two or three dollars. Um, and you can get five of those characters for whenever they come out. Um, and they said they'll be releasing DLC in twenty nineteen and up till February twenty twenty. They said in the video. Um, so you get like a solid year of DLC characters. And they said there's going to be no Echo Fighters. They're all going to be brand new from scratch. So that's good. You're not paying for just like a reskinned Captain Falcon. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, so the first one is a limited time only, and I believe it comes with a pre-order. I think you have to pre-order to get it, and it's Piranha Plant. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Waluigi, just kidding. Alright, I Waluigi's the assist trophy, and I was like, eh, it's the meme, I get it, it's funny. But when they announced Piranha Plant, now I'm kind of like, yo. What is real That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I get, like, Piranha Plant... PD the Prana is technically a character, 
but he's in maybe like a handful of actual Mario games. And then there's no other distinguishable piranha plant characters. Like they're all just generic enemy types. Yeah. Half the time they're environment types because they're not even like really sentient creatures. So then the fact that they're like this piranha plant is in a pot that you have to like hop around on the stage and like its ultimate smash is PD piranha comes out and like puts you in a cage or something. It's just like, that's, it's definitely a very interesting fighter mechanic wise. I'm curious and I'm probably going to hate playing it because it's going to be really hard to counter. Yeah. But like character wise, that's fucked. Like yeah. to just put a generic Mario enemy instead of like, you know, Waluigi doesn't actually have any lore in the Mario world. He started in Mario Tennis, so he's just like, you know, he's just parallel universal Luigi. He has no real character development, but like, he's at least more recognizable and known than Piranha Plant. So like, I don't know. This is kind of where I'm start- starting to side with the Waluigi, you know, proclaimers. Yep. So that's that's a weird one. Yeah, I think a lot of trolls will pick that character when they're playing the game. I feel like he might be banned from professional tournaments. <laughs> it, <laughs> it seems real shitty. It just like I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna play, but it just seems like a real like tricky, goofy character. So it's gonna be really annoying. Yeah, um, interesting choice, Nintendo. Yeah, I I mean it's your biggest franchise, Mario. So like I kind of get it, but I would have rather like I don't know, uh, Kame. Who's like the wizard Kappa or Koopa? Oh yeah. So like, maybe him. Like I feel like there's a lot better characters. To pick. Fucking Toad, make Toad a playable Captain Toad. He's got his own game on the Switch. Yeah. And the Wii U. So like, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one to pick. Um, but yeah. So with this direct, they announced those characters, and they announced a lot more technical stuff, like how you're going to be matched up online. There's like local online play, so you can just play on like Wi-Fi with people near you. Um, and then global online, where it's going to be matching up with people based on distance, is the biggest uh, factor for online play. Um, so if you're not getting matched up with the right people or the right like criteria you have, it's just because these people are closer and it's for a better connection. And they kind of warn you, like, hey, the connection's not going to be great uh, with the Switch. Like, internet stuff's tricky as it is. <laughs> uh, so just like prefacing, like, hey guys, don't don't be pissed off when the internet's not great because <laughs> we know we can't we can't do anymore. Internet stuff's um, tricky as it is. Like it's, it's tough. Oh, man. Um, but you can set up like rules. Like I want to play with other fighters who want to play with no items on Final Destination maps with like without these characters. Um, so you can set your own list of rules, and then it'll match you up with people with similar or the same set of rules as well. Um, so it looks like they're really trying to you know balance people out who want to just like goof around with all the items, or people who want to actually seriously compete without breaking between like a for fun and for ranked modes like they did in the last smash brothers right um so that's good that they're they're doing that they should have all the technical options you can change stuff with um and then yeah the the video you were talking about is the world of light which is the spirit mode which is they had subspace emissary on brawl i believe and it's it was a cool idea it's not fun it didn't do well it went on for way too long this is kind of indirectly like the sequel to that. It looks neat though to me. I don't know. The, it, like that's the thing. Subspace Emissary looked neat, but then when you were playing it for twenty five hours, you got sick of it real quick. Okay. Um. So this is kind of similar to that. The spirit mode allows you to have, um, kind of spirits fight with you, but they don't fight alongside you. It's just kind of a power up. 
but then those spirit can get its own spirits to power itself up. So it's kind of just like a weird item system, but it's by calling it spirits, they can allude to other characters from all the franchises and still include them. Um, and then you would fight the other spirits to catch that, like to capture them. So say for like a uh, Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid, you'll fight him in spirit world or in the spirit mode, but you're not actually fighting him. You're fighting Dr. Mario with a different color palette. Okay. And instead of fighting a Metal Gear, because they don't have a Metal Gear in the game, or not one that you could fight as a character, yeah. you're fighting Rob the Robot with a metal coating on him. So instead, so to make the character in the spirit mode, they're picking the closest thing they can out of the available roster and changing them. So for one mode, you fight Gutsman from Mega Man, but they don't have Gutsman, so you just fight a giant orange Mega Man that is prone to f- uh, grappling and throwing. So it's not really Gutsman, but it's the closest they can get right. with what they have. Okay. So it's odd. It's definitely weird. But I think this could be really fun for solo play and definitely add more value to that for people who don't like playing online against fucking pros and getting their shit kicked in. Um, but you can also play online against other people with spirits. So you can do spirit modes online against other people. And I think that's going to be absolutely broken, and I think no one's going to be playing it, or a very, very small part of the available players that should be playing it. Okay. So, we'll see with that. Because you can just get the right spirits and buff your knockdown effect and make it extremely powerful. That way, anytime you touch the enemy, they'll be knocked down and prone. And no one wants to fight that. Like, I feel like people are going to abuse that buffing system really hard. Oh, totally. So... So yeah, so yeah, this world of light, the spirit mode, seems like a cool single player, but I don't, I don't know how much fun it'll be, like how quickly people get tired of it, and I don't think the online version will do that well. But hey, it's Smash. People are already excited. That's it's why I'm buying a Switch. Yeah, exactly. So. It's working, and yep. I'm very interested. Um, speaking of the internet sucking and being terrible, uh, oh cool, <laughs> our website was broken for a little while. It's kind of back. It's definitely not where it was at one point. So I have some work to do, but I'm getting around to it. So it was just WordPress and a plugin like totally failed and updated, and then like I don't know, it just completely 500 aired on us, and I was like, oh shit. So, mm. uh, but it's back. Uh, so just wanted to say sorry for anyone who went to our website and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> My bingo card. How do I get in there? <laughs> I'd be very surprised if anyone actually. Played. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh man. Well, there's a link to it, but I don't think anyone plays bingo anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while we're still somewhere in the realm of Switch, uh, I saw a list of just new ports coming over to the Switch, uh, I guess this month or next month. Okay. Um, and it just was like a pretty beefy list, so I figured we'd mention it for anyone who has a Switch and might not have known it or maybe was interested in a game but didn't get around to it, and now you can. Yeah. Uh, Moonlighter is a game I was talking about way back that I really enjoyed where you run a shop during the day and dungeon hunt at night, gathering all the items you sell in the shop that day. Yeah. Uh, they had like a big update with like a new game plus sort of stuff. I haven't gone around to playing that yet, but now that's coming to the switch, uh, November 5th. Nice. So, uh, by the time you're listening to this, that's out. Um, I definitely recommend that. Uh, maybe not if it's $60, but like I'd say 40 and below, it's definitely worth the purchase. Um, cause that's a really fun game. Uh, Deadbolt, I've talked about that before, and I've talked about that when I was getting uh, ported over to Switch. 
I'll use a D for that, but it's really good. And from the guys who did Risk of Rain, which is also getting a 3D version, so that's going to be cool. Um, Brawlhalla, that's a good game. I've uh, seen a lot of people playing that. It's kind of a Smash Brother-esque uh, game with the platform fighters. Okay. Uh, what else? Rogue Legacy, another roguelike I got uh, pretty addicted to for a while. Yeah, I recall that one. Yeah, that's a good side-scrolling, uh, really beautiful-looking game where it's when you die, instead of just respawning or you know, getting extra life, you have a kid, and then you choose one of three kids that goes into the dungeon and like continue on. So they kind of they all have like generic traits. So some characters are uh, have no depth perception. So when they're running back and forth, they like flip like Paper Mario, like a two D cutout character. Yeah. Um, some of the kids are blind, are colorblind, so everything's black and white. Um, I can relate. Yeah. Uh, some of them have, I think, some sort of like a food problem or something. I forget what, but like, so you can get health items, but you can't get food health items. So it's all these little technical stuff they add into the character as like a genetic condition. So that way it's different every time you play it. And it, it makes it really interesting as long as all, as well as all the upgrades and stuff. So cool. Uh, that's a really fun game. That's November 6th. It looks like uh, transistor. Um, yeah, I remember this. Uh, Bastion. Yeah, I actually own this. I played it very briefly. I have to get back to it. It's very good. It's uh, another isometric uh, game like Bastion was, and it's fucking beautiful, and the music's amazing. It's a very good game. Um, and I could definitely see... I could see all of these doing extremely well on a handheld Switch. Like, that that seems like... They all seem like very good mobile games, like, on the bus and stuff. Definitely. So, yeah, look forward to those. Ugh, I'm not going to rebuy games I already own, but, like, I'm tempted. <laughs> tempted for like the flight back to, like anywhere I'm on a plane of like playing some of these god good games they're good games all around yeah but you're definitely not a fan of buying it for multiple systems no I've, I've done it for maybe like one or two and trying to stop myself yeah no it's, it's smart financially yeah uh what else oh BlizzCon's going on right now and uh, <laughs> oh boy it sure, uh, sure, sure. Some things are happening there. Yeah, the one thing you've posted in our show topics made me laugh. We'll get to it. Yeah, uh, one of the first ones is Overwatch. Uh, they announced a 29th character. Um, they announced they're originally going to do thirty, so we got one left after this. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed or not. They're making more after that, or that's just like all the ones they had plans for. Um, but the new character is called Ash. Who's from the Deadlock Gang? Catch him. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's part of the. She's, I believe, a leader of the Deadlock Gang, or just a very high-ranking member of the Deadlock Gang, who's the rival uh, bandit gang that McCree stops before the game starts. In one of the levels of Route sixty-six, the train's destroyed and blocking part of the path. That's kind of where that encounter happens. There's an animated short with it as well to kind of give that story of what happened there. Okay. Um, so Ash is a white-haired woman voiced by Jennifer Hale, because <laughs> who isn't these days? Uh, she's fe- uh, female shepherd in a Mass Effect nice. for most people. Uh, the main singer of the Hex Girls from the Scooby-Doo uh, animated movies. <laughs> Anyone remembers those? <laughs> um, but yeah, so she looks like uh, another cowboy. Looks like she's got a rifle now, kind of a... I don't think it's a shotgun. It might be, but I'm forgetting the term. 
flintlock no that's not right uh sort of rifle now uh they already confirmed dps but it's overwatch so everyone's dps now everyone is and that's why i hate it yeah um and it looks like her ultimate or one of her abilities or something is she has a big robot like bouncer to help her like as a henchman named bob and he's just big old goon of a robot with kind of that weird like handlebar mustache that goes up to like into sideburns but doesn't have the chin part and he's got like a little bowler cap and he's just like a big old dumb robot and i love him and i'd much rather play him than ash he seems much more interesting uh what would make it interesting if is as if bob was bill murray why what about bob oh okay (laughs) i don't feel just like is all right yeah um I mean, anything is more interesting than Bill Murray. Yeah. Except for Garfield. Oh, that Jesus. Didn't, that didn't save that movie. Um, but yeah, so she's going to be a playable character, and Bob is going to be somehow with her. They, He's not his own character, um, but it might be sort of like an ice climber situation, like in Smash, where Bob just is on his own, or maybe he's an ultimate where he gets summoned for a certain amount of time. It's not very clear yet, but... Uh, it's interesting because when they started announcing additional characters before even Sombra, who was uh, one of the early uh, added characters, people were speculating that they would do this. They would have a character with like a helper or companion character with them and yeah. how that would play out. Um, and they're also speculating like of a hacker who could go invisible and stuff who ended up being Sombra. So it's crazy to see some of these fan theories from years ago finally coming true and like either either someone had a very similar line of thinking as blizzard developers or someone knew something and was slowly leaking it because it's very accurate or blizzard saw that person's speculations were like this is better than what we got we had some (laughs) guy some guy who's stuck in an airport just another bill murray character or no that was tom that was tom hanks (laughs) (laughs) i I got them confused for a second. I was like, oh, what's another Bill Murray movie? Oh, yeah, The Terminal. Nope, that's Tom Hanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's... uh, I don't think they have a date on when those characters are coming out, but uh, it'll be interesting. Probably not interesting enough to bring anyone back to the game who's already been left it, but eh, we're rounding it out to heroes. Uh, But yeah, the real interesting thing from from BlizzCon is they're really hyping up Diablo. There's a big thing with Diablo coming out. This is like... They got a big Diablo announcement at Blizzard. People were going nuts because they got so much Warcraft 3 like remastering and uh, vanilla WoW servers. So they're like, oh, we're going to get our classics, like the classic Blizzard stuff that we all fell in love with. So it's like, oh, if it's a big Diablo announcement, then it's going to be vanilla Diablo or like a Diablo 2 remaster. Like they're going to do something big. It's, you know, we've been waiting long enough. We've been asking long enough. It's, it's coming. Uh, no. They're making Diablo 3 for the phone, essentially. They're, oh, they're turning God. Diablo 3 into a shitty phone game. And not only are they not doing it, they're handing it off to some company in China who's already known for making shitty microtransaction-ridden phone games. So they're just they're sending their baby out to die. Yeah, double whammy of not what anybody wanted who was waiting oh, yeah. there, like, patiently. It got real nasty when they announced this and they did like a Q&A for Diablo after the conference where they revealed this and people were coming up being like is this is this just for the phones? Are you going to do some sort of change for Diablo 3 on the PC? Is this going to be for consoles? Or is this just some you know money grabbing phone game? And the guy said that at the Q&A and 
Uh, the guy on stage was pretty much like, yeah, it's going to be just for phones. Like, everyone's got phones. We'll make a game for the phone. Or like, But you're not making the game. You're handing it off to a third-party company. Like, why are you doing this? And the guy's like, what? Like, And the guy really didn't have an answer. The Blizzard employee is like, I, everyone's got phones. We're making games for phones now. Like, that's what we do. Um, one guy asked, is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke? Like, completely serious, because it's just, this is such a bad idea. Yeah, they don't know what their fans want, clearly. Oh, God, no. To the point where they were actually being booed at the Q&A. Like, yeah. The, people paid to go into that convention. They gave them money just to hear this company speak. And then when they spoke, they were just booing them because people were so upset about this. Yeah, I I don't know. It's not hard. Remastered Diablo 2. It's a goddamn masterpiece. People would pay out the ads for something like that. But instead, it's like, let's dive into mobile. Because, yeah, their business mentality is everyone has a phone. But then, yeah, they were saying, yeah, the big complaint was, oh, it's not going to be available on PC, uh, this version or update or whatever the hell they're doing. And clearly, people want it on PC. Why wouldn't that be a primary, like, a priority. But, a, yeah, apparently it does sound very much like they're just interested in the money of it and handing it off. It's not even their problem anymore. It's like, let them make yeah. money for us. Uh, yeah. it's they're not, they're not paying tribute or catering to the fans they already have. They're trying to get the new fans or just the easy money. So it's just, it's real sad to the fact, uh, to the point that Blizzard's actually going online and taking down any like negative comments about it they're deleting certain comments on some of their forums or some of their like subreddits and stuff oh jesus uh, they're deleting videos uh the video that went up initially where this was announced and people started booing them had i think like a thousand to one dislike to like bar on the youtube video so it was almost just completely gray from everyone disliking the video and they would take that video down and then re-upload it to try and get a different like reaction so it didn't look bad, and then people would just do it more. Yeah. So Blizzard's going out of its way to hide, try and hide the negative press about this and try and get rid of any negative comments or reviews about this. And that only makes it worse. I don't know why any company thinks that helps. No. That always makes it worse. They're just like, it, we can pretend like this isn't bad. It's not, oh, people don't hate this. Just love yeah. it. Love it, please. <laughs> it shows the company is acknowledging everyone hates this but we're doing it anyway and instead of trying to be like backpedal and kind of be like all right well maybe we can kind of fix this and you know figure out what the fans want or something they're just like going harder and be like no we're doing this whether you like it or not and it's like cool no one's gonna buy it yeah but you know people will anyway and that's what they're counting on so company loyalty once again fucking biting you in the nads yeah so yeah it's real nasty and um, people are real upset with Blizzard, but I'm not surprised because Blizzard's always been kind of shitty. Like, this isn't a new... People are comparing them to, like, EA, and they're like, oh, Blizzard's finally fallen. It's like, this isn't new to them. They've always not been the greatest company, so I don't know why people hold put them on a pillar. It's It's just because uh, of the games they have in their game. roster. They're, yeah. Um, I I, I'm... If I'm not mistaken, our co-host Whitney Nelson, she had a virtual ticket for BlizzCon, so next time we hear from her, hopefully she'll be able to fill us in on some more details of what she saw. Yeah, she'll be uh, much better to explain this stuff, because I know she's a bigger um, Blizzard uh, game player. She plays Hearthstone and stuff. I pretty much played uh, Warcraft 3, like way back in the day, and Overwatch, and that's about it, so... 
Yeah, I only played Diablo 1 and 2, so I, I, I'm almost interested in giving Diablo 3 another chance on Switch, just because it's on Switch, but we'll see. I think it could be pretty good on Switch. It definitely felt like a mobile sort of game. Yeah. It's just, I played it at a buddy's, buddy of mine's house on the PS4, and it's just like, you just turn towards a group of enemies and just shoot a beam. Like It seemed like whatever class you were, you had a beam attack, whether you're the wizard who actually shot beams, or like a hunt... A, uh, demon hunter that just shot a stream of arrows so fast it acted like a beam or a witch doctor shot like blow darts or something out so quickly it became a beam or a fire breath it just i don't know it, it wasn't my type of game i got bored of it very quickly beams so beams oh god now just imagine the oprah gif of like bees but it's just oh crazy just destroying the audience um but yeah, so that's that's kind of what's going on right now game-wise, but definitely yeah. keep your ear out because, like we said, it's the end of the year, it's the holiday season, it's the end of the year reviews for a bunch of people, so like, this is where a lot of shit starts coming out. Yeah, what a fucking November, for sure. Um, what a year, in all reality. Um, one thing yeah. I did finish, though, was season two of Castlevania, and I know you have oh, a news yeah. topic about that. Man, it was great. Uh, I... I'm not going to go into it too deep because we can have a spoiler cast or something maybe in the future. But one thing I mm-hmm. will say is I remember originally being like, oh, it's double the amount of episodes. This is means it's just going to be longer and be, uh, I don't know, what I want. It just more or less felt like it was longer for the reason of story building. It is a lot of just uh, the pond, like the pieces of the chess puzzle like moving like i don't know it's a lot and not a lot of action until like the very end let's put it that way there's a few like yeah total uh politics and setup amongst these characters a lot of which i didn't really give a shit about but um Mm -hmm. for those who are interested it it is definitely worth the wait there's some really climactic epic like fighting scenes and the the character development is there even though it did kind of uh crawl a little bit but I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy the series without a doubt. Um, what were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I was, I was surprised uh, to hear some of the people complaining about it, but I can understand. Um, I, I saw some people complain that I think were just very uh, uh, meritless uh, complaints. They were just pissing on it to, for the sake of pissing on it and be contrarian. Yeah. Um, your complaints though, like of being like drawn out a lot of setup. I would agree with that. But I think that's what comes with the territory of more content. Yeah. So the same with like Walking Dead. That first season of Walking Dead, oh boy, those six seasons were solid and it's just so tightly constructed and just hit all those notes real tough. And then like cut to season three when they got like 20 episodes a season or 13 or however many they have. And it's just like, oh man, there's a good like five episodes in this season I just don't give a shit about. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, they had less to work with. So they were able to dedicate more time to those four episodes in the first season and really hone them and really tighten everything up and really make them very precise. And now you have double the length with about the same amount of time uh, to make it. It's like, yeah, it's going to not everything's going to be as I wouldn't say filler, but just not because filler implies it's like completely useless. Right. Okay. Um, So, uh, God, sorry, I have an anime podcast, so there's going to be this more anime references, uh, but like one piece that anime uh, it's kept going like forever. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say at this point, like fifty percent of it's just raw filler, where just absolutely nothing matters. You can fifty percent of that show, and it'd be fine. But with uh, Castlevania, I think all the stuff is relevant and important. It's just much slower. It's much yes. more political. Yep, exactly. So it's going from Game of Thrones, where 
uh, where like the wall, seeing the White Walkers and fighting, um, you know, and uh, Daenerys with the dragons and the uh, uh, Khaleesi and all them. Like, and now we're in King's Landing, seeing all this setup and the political discourse. While things are happening, but they're not visual things. Yeah, it's a lot of political gain and loss and stuff, and that's what this one is because it is a fantasy medieval drama. So it's very similar to Game of Thrones in that way. Um, so I still very much enjoyed it, but I, I knew going into it, it was going to be slower. It wasn't going to be a big bar fight scene every episode or like in the first season, he's fighting those priests in that one city or the demons in that city. Like it was, it was also kind of a, a pilot for them. Instead of doing a one episode pilot, they were doing a four episode pilot for Netflix to see like, Hey, is this interesting? Will this bring in enough ratings and uh, curiosity to get another, to justify another season? So they had to put everything they had into that first season. They had to really try and win everyone over in those four episodes. But when they got renewed immediately after it aired, they're kind of like, all right, we can we can set stuff up now because no, we know people are going to be interested and stay with us for like four or five episodes. Definitely. To get to the payoff. So it is definitely slower at times and not nearly as action-y. But, I mean, I enjoyed that. That's a, that's a lot of stuff I enjoyed because it was done and written very well and fucking beautifully animated. Oh, absolutely. It was so interesting and fun. Um, speaking of renewals, though, I saw this via you. It's getting renewed for season three. Yeah, and it's getting uh, ten episodes now. So Holy two hell. more than last time. So, once again, expect maybe, like, a little more... Set up. Uh, yeah, more set up, more uh, civil discussions, maybe a little more fluff. Uh, because... Those action sequences are fucking really hard to make. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> they can't have a big one every single episode. But they pay off so well. And one of the yeah. biggest climactic moments in season two was very reminiscent of Dragon Ball Z. I was like, holy shit, it's straight up Dragon Ball Z right now. So I don't want to ruin it, but it was really, uh, I found that to be funny. So if you do watch that, let me know if you caught that. Um I don't think Dracula was screaming for four episodes <laughs> gathering energy well, for that's a spirit true. bomb. Yeah, but it was just, it reminded <laughs> me of it. Um, no, yeah, I understand. <laughs> but one thing that we had this discussion already was that you said it doesn't necessarily end on a massive cliffhanger, though. And I was thinking, like, I am not super familiar with the games to the point where I know the story in and out. So I'm curious to see where they go with it. It does leave a lot of questions though with certain characters and what's going to happen to them and so i'm looking forward to season three yeah i really i know i castlevania games is the belmont family hunts dracula that's about all i know about them so yeah i don't know the story and lore to that world but yeah i think the ending i think the ending of the season you know without spoilers is enough to set up a third season and the storylines for that but not immediate cliffhanger of like tune in next time to see what happened. Like, yeah, it's not an immediate cliffhanger. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go. I wasn't sure if they were going to get a season three, just because I, I knew it was going to do well, but I wasn't sure if they had more story to tell. But I guess they do. Yeah, it sure seems it. So that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, and with I, I really hope with the success of this, because one of the big producers on it talked about doing a Metroid series. So like. God help me! I hope this, yeah. this does well enough that they could do that. Because me too. Fucking Samus needs needs a good story for once. Yeah, in the, like in the last two decades, because there hasn't been good Metroid shit lately. No, and it's such an interesting world and some a oh, place so to good. play in. Someone speculated. I saw in like a comment or somewhere of like, 
what if they did Metroid, but it was all silent, like no dialogue whatsoever. Because Samus is alone in like all the games, so she doesn't speak to anyone. And I was like, God, that would be like a fucking beautiful miniseries or like short film or something or film. I don't think they could do it as a TV for the general public. Yeah, it would have <laughs> to be, be a movie and have like a killer soundtrack to make it interesting. Enough. Yeah, it, it, the sound design would have to be incredible for it. So like it could be done, but it would very, be very artistic. So that'd be tough. But like, what a cool idea. Yeah, unique. Yeah. Um. Any other news topics? Maybe before we wrap this one up, I think I'm fresh out. I think that's it for now. Like, once again, almost everything's just Red Dead 2, and <laughs> considering we're not playing it, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Uh, listener, if anything crazy is going on in that, uh, give us a tweet. But let's do some plugs and stuff and wrap this episode up. Uh, where can our listeners find you? ABTS Brennan on Twitter. It's very uninteresting. I don't do much. Uh, I also have the other podcast, Are Weeb There Yet? It's an anime podcast where me and my... Uh, fellow weeb try and interest our uh, normie friend into anime by watching uh, three episodes of a show every week and discussing it. Um, so if you want to relive some of the classics or maybe you just want anime recommendations of shows you never heard of before, that's a good one to check out. And uh, I'll also plug, uh, since we were talking about Netflix, the series Hilda on Netflix. It's based off of, uh, I think, sweet, no, Norwegian? A graphic novel series uh, with the same name, Hilda. And it's like a little girl who lives in a Trollberg, and it's like a city that's surrounded by trolls, and it's just like mythical creatures and elves and all this fantasy stuff, but it's incorporated into the world. It's not like she's the only one that sees them, like everyone can. She's just like very well adapted to it. And it's fucking gorgeous. The music's wonderful. The characters are delightful. The pacing is super well. I was never bored of an episode. It all flowed very smoothly. And, uh, that was on, that popped up on Netflix maybe a month or two ago. And it's, it's just so good. It's just like such a solid mental power cleanser for me. Super. And I cool. highly recommend it. Yeah. No, that sounds really interesting. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, we're everywhere on social media, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. All everywhere. of our handles are ABT Silence. Um, you know, one thing I always say, but we never do, but I'd like to try to get back into Twitch streaming. So if we do, we'll be tweeting about it. So keep an eye out for stuff like that. Uh, tell oh. a friend, tell a family member. Uh, what's up? Telephone. Um, I found out my internet was like on Wi-Fi ever since I moved in here and it wasn't connecting to my cabled ethernet uh, port. So I might have steady internet now and maybe I'll get back into Twitch streaming. Oh, that would be cool. And yeah, now that I'm at my new home, we have Verizon Fios, so we have like pretty much the fastest internet we can. So I should definitely <laughs> see, see what's... Uh, I guess. I don't know. As, uh, fast as you can. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's as accurate as I could say that. But yeah. uh, I should see how my gaming is. I haven't actually tried streaming from here just yet, so I'll give that a stab. But listener, <laughs> thanks for listening. We will definitely be back next week and hope to hear from our other hosts, uh, uh, Whitney and others uh, about BlizzCon and some other things. But, uh, oh, and also, if you have any interest, check out my record label, MissedOutRecords.com. But we will be back next week. See you guys next time. Bye.